here's what I know that was good. And let's come together and let's get as much of the good together and start recognizing that certain things that we need to be able to uh, nip out so that we can uh, dwell according to wisdom. Mm-hmm. And also we live in a very social media climate and we see like other marriages that looks like they're just doing great and it's just awesome and they're traveling here and there and they're doing all these Hollywood. Just, Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah, we just have to be careful. Yeah, the Hallmark, you know, I love the Hallmark movies. Um, and like, you don't kiss. Why you don't kiss me like that? Why you don't have the horse? You know, all this kind of stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, I ain't riding you know? the horse to come bring you flowers. It ain't gonna happen. <laughs> you know, and he's like, this is not Hollywood and it's not Hallmark. We love knowing and keeping secrets. It makes us feel loved. It makes us feel important. It makes us feel valued. But that is the best kept secret. We are loved by the creator of the universe. This season, we are coming together with some of the most confident women that you will ever meet to discover the secret to moving beyond insecurity. If it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to search it out, then Queen, we've got some work to do. Let's get to it. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing today? Welcome to the Best Kept Secret. Hey, I have a guest. I actually have a couple of guests, y'all. I'm so ridiculously excited about this conversation. But the first one, the one that just welcomed you, is no stranger here. He came through for the first time last season, and it is my husband. So, hello, Clint. How are you? Doing great, love. Thanks for welcoming me back. Yes, yes. Glad to have you. You're a favorite. Today, we have Calvin and Courtney Richard, and y'all, I saw them on an interview together that they posted on Courtney's YouTube, and the information that they shared was information that I not ever heard from a married couple before about how to handle warfare and how to encourage one another in the Lord. And so y'all know we are here this season to talk about confidence in the Lord. And so much of that involves who we do life with. You know, we have the opportunity to become more confident when we choose to show up and serve together. And so that is the foundation of this conversation today. I'm putting you on the spot. I know this, but do you have a scripture for us? Are there any scriptures that come to mind? So today, I don't want to really give you a scripture. I just want to give you a word. Ministry. What is ministry? Service. Just remember, when you're married, it's about serving one another. That's why it's your first ministry. If you serve one another, it makes the battle a lot easier. Because you're not fighting against one another when you look at Let's serve one another. The better you serve one another, the better you fight together. Mm, y'all, he just went rogue, but it was good. It was good. <laughs> All right. Our guests today, as I've mentioned, are Calvin and Courtney Richard, and they have been married for 19 years. They have three beautiful children, ages 23, 18, and 15, and they are both licensed ministers of the gospel and leaders in their church and community. They love watching movies together, playing board games, and chatting about ministry and business endeavors. Individually, they are movers and shakers for the kingdom of God. Calvin is the CEO of Lionheart Peak Performance Coaching that is designed to mentor kingdom businessmen and leaders. 
Calvin is also the founder of Veris Fit Transformation Lab, which focuses on team personal training. Courtney is the founder of Inside Out with Courtney, a ministry that helps women grow in their walk with Christ and the CEO of the Inside Out Media Group. She has worked with platforms such as PBS, CBN, TCT, and Yahoo. Courtney is a blogger, an author, a contributing writer for YouVersion, and a sought-after speaker. Her speaking appearances include She Speaks, Hope Writers, Flourish Writers, and Entrusted Women's Conference, just to name a few. Y'all, I'm so excited about this conversation. It's time to get into it. Let's go. Welcome, welcome to the Best Kept Secret, Courtney and Calvin. We're so grateful that you're here. How are you guys doing this evening? We're doing great, great. Mm-hmm. We're so excited to be here. Thank you so much, Liv, yeah, and Quint. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I, I, excited. I, I like about you. I'm fighting a little fatigue today because I had, I had, I had three 90-minute messages to give earlier today to some youth. So I'm a little tired, but we here, we here. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot for sure. For sure. <laughs> So, you know, we're talking about just how to show up confidently as we follow the Lord. And one of the things I'm just so grateful to really talk with you guys about during this conversation is how to show up confidently to serve to one another and with one another. I have found that couples that we're connected to really experience warfare from the very moment that they even make plans to start going to church. And from there, it just intensifies. So my husband and I have recently started ministering together and that's even a whole thing, you know? And so I wanted to ask you guys, what strategies can you share with a couple who's encountering increased opposition from the enemy as they begin to move out on faith together? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll jump at it. One of the things I would say strategy wise is to recognize what you're doing. So if you are about to embark upon a speaking engagement, or if you are about to work on a project or something big that God is calling you to do or an assignment, just recognize the enemy is not going to be excited about that. And so he's going to try to drive a wedge between you and your husband or your, your wife. And so that's just what he's going to do. He's on his game. And so we need to be on our game. And so he's got his strategy. So we have to come with ours. And so when he does that, we just have to, one of the strategies that I would share is that don't argue while you are in the midst of that project or while you're about to hit that stage or that platform or whatever it is that you're about to do, or even if you're about to teach youth, you know, just kind of pause and come back to that argument when you get back home, because all he wants to do is just get you all riled up and ready to argue and fuss before you have to go into church or hit that stage or that platform. And so just being mindful of him um, and just save it for later. Still come back to it, deal with it, but don't deal with it right before you're about to do that thing. Yeah, uh, definitely agree with that. And I think part of it also is awareness of your emotions, your thought process when when things are going on, whenever things are happening. Um, you know, one thing that we learned real early on is that when we go to, on a date or something, we, we first we would kind of go hang out and maybe go to the mall and watch a movie and then have dinner afterwards. Mm-hmm. I realized that, OK, I need to have some wisdom here. I was not patient. I was impatient because I was hangry. 
And I couldn't realize, like, well, you got to look at another store. You got to go here. You know, I, I wasn't paying attention to what was going on. It's like, look, I, we either got to eat first or I need a snack or do something that, you know, is just dwelling according to wisdom of the day. Like, we, like right now, we know, say we're both tired. Okay, there are certain things, as my wife was saying, I got to pay attention to that and be slower to speak, quicker to listen, slower to get angry because I'm recognizing my emotional state or my, my fatigue and, and those things. So some of those things, just like really being aware of your own state, being aware of what the other person is dealing with and then act accordingly. So good. So good. Those arguments are so easy to get into. It's crazy. It feels as if your emotions are heightened, probably because, you know, you're expectant or you're anxiously trying to get to the church. And so I just appreciate hearing you say, you know, to be aware of that and to and and then avoid it. You know, just just decide not to. <laughs> Right. That's really helpful. It's really helpful. I think that's really definitely good because um, just saying to wait, because now you're able to not only hear what someone else said, you're able to listen to your own thoughts mm-hmm. and process them. So I think the key, what you said was waiting. And I know that's something that I can definitely work on because sometimes you get to that point, you be anxious to get your words out because I don't want to forget this. It, it sounds good to me. So I got to I got to tell her this. Because I'm going to win the fight this way. <laughs> but, it ain't about, but it's not about winning the fight. It's about winning that marriage mm-hmm. and winning that being together. So I think that is definitely great, great information right there. Because waiting, being patient, that long suffering is kind of mm. tough. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. So my question is, how do you learn to settle your heart and listen to the Holy Spirit unction from your spouse when it's in contradiction to your desires and what you feel like God is doing in your marriage and for your family. Whew. Yeah, that's that's the humility right there. That mm-hmm. is some humility of recognizing the Holy Spirit is, is moving and guiding you the truth, is the comforter, he's all those also all those particular things in any moment. And I think it is taking the time, being, you know, like I said earlier, but being slow to speak. My wife, either one of us, we may go take a ride or go go do something first before we come to have any kind of conversations and things like that too. So before I just lash out or before I just need to get, you know, like, like we said earlier, get, get it off my chest. I need to recognize and see, okay, where is this going to go? Let me consider the outcome. Mm-hmm. Let me consider where this is going to lie the rest of the evening, where this is going to lie once we get to church, whatever it is, what it's going to look like. So I think part of it is just really recognizing where we're we going, what the goals are, what the th- expectations are and managing those in, in, in an area where let me be the first one to, to be humble. You know, let me be the first person to, to to power down when I have the opportunity to power up. Yeah. Yeah. It's also listening to the Holy Spirit while he's talking. Like when I'll go to him and I'll ask him, like, what do you think about this? And, you know, I'm waiting for him to tell me what to do, what's the next steps or the direction. And I need him to be led by the Holy Spirit. And so we're we're here to help one another, you know, two or better than one. We help each other succeed. And so, you know, when it's something that I really, really want to do, and I have a desire to do that thing, is just really listening for the Lord through my spouse, through my husband, to help me to make the right decision. So regardless to what I want to do. Wow. Okay. That's, this is, 
why. This is why we asked y'all on. <laughs> because I have to admit, I get so excited about what I feel that the Lord has put on my heart that when he, you know, isn't as excited and is a lot more hesitant. And even when he agrees to some extent, but says, you know, let's wait on that. I become a little offended. And, yeah. so, and I'm just like, what? How do you not? How do you not see this? Yeah. So as we're listening, you know, for the Holy Spirit through our spouse, and we're just, you know, patiently trying to hear what he's saying, huh, what should we do? You know, even when you, you feel like it's something that the Lord has for you and yeah. your spouse is just not there yet. Yeah, I've been there, sister. Been there. My husband would be like, I don't think that's it. And I'm like, what? Like, are you kidding me? Like, this is the way. And and then if I don't do it, I definitely will will see that. You know, I will see that man. I should have listened to my husband. He's my covering. Mm-hmm. He's my protection. He's he's looking ahead for me. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's why the Lord, you know, have us. Submission is still a good word today. Right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Um, <laughs> amen. It's a biblical biblical principle. And so, coming under His authority, there's protection in that. And so, when He tells me that, He says, "Babe, I don't think that's a good move." And when when I listen. He's 100% right because God is using him to speak to me, to help me to do whatever it is that I'm calling to do. And I, I win every time. I win every time when I listen to him. That's that takes, so good. It takes a lot of trust because, you know, you wonder, is the per- is, is my spouse just, just saying that to stop me from doing stuff? They, and they're just getting in my way because you got to realize even the timing of excitement can be different. You know, maybe it's something where because you're in it. You're so excited. You can see it, but you can't see the forest from the trees. You're in it and you're so close to it that there's some angles that you haven't seen yet. And I was like, well, baby, did you consider this? Did you look at that? I'm not sure about that because of this, 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 and that. And that's the beauty of being able to see, you know, see the, the gaps, you know, helping to mind the gaps that the other person is not seeing. And so it's not where, no, don't do this. I'm like, well, have you considered that? And that's also, I have to be, make, I have to make sure that I'm, uh, I'm in the right spirit in the way that I bring it. Like, you know, I don't want to just stomp on your idea, but I need to have some, some wisdom to say, well, baby, did you consider that? Is that going to get interfere with what, what you're already working on? You know, so I'm looking at the bigger picture. I'm stepping back and just be able to see, okay, how is this really going to, to keep the main thing, the main thing? Because, you know, if we're both very creative, we can come up with new ideas and we can see new ideas and things like that and all good things, but it might not be the God thing or the, or timing. the, the timing thing for this. That might be the next thing. And that's the part as hard to do that. It's hard to put the brakes on it because it's new and it's fresh and it's exciting. So that's the part we got to say, okay, emotions versus the spirit saying this, the next phase, mm-hmm. stick to the script. So I got a question just to follow up with that same question. So do you think sometimes guys show us the vision, but want us to work together to figure out the execution? Yes. I like that. Very, in many, many situations, it's like that. Um, I, have a, I have a business uh, company. Uh, my ministry is Lionheart. And I saw it. I knew it was called to it. It was birthed out of pain. It was birthed out of passion, all these different things. But it really took me thinking and pontificating. I can self-sabotage. I can get in my own way. And my wife was like, okay, well, let's come up with the name. Let's do this. And I needed her to help orchestrate because she's gifted as an administrator. I'm somebody who's a visionary. I don't put stuff together like this. And so I needed her to help put me in line, but also call me out. Like, are you going to do this or what? I was like, oh, 
how dare you? How, you challenge me? I'm going to show you. And I, I went off and actually worked on the program over a weekend and came back and launched. And so sometimes we need that spark and somebody to kind of give a kick in the rear to say, do it. You're going to do it or what? You talk, stop all the talking. And that's what that's she did. Right. I, I needed it because I, I was getting in my own way. That's amazing. That's amazing. That shows the wife is your confidence. I tell you, tell you that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm working on my business as well. Um, working on a barbecue business out here okay. in Vegas. So I really appreciate everything y'all just said there because it, it really is. A, that's that's amazing. And working together is the key. And just sitting back and listening, listening to one another, and, and, and being able to submit to one another yeah. in that aspect because. I know it's time she she'll put a foot on me too, and I don't want to move, but I need her because she is my motivation. Now God is my number one reason, but my wife is my second reason because I want to make sure my family's good. That's right. Um, but definitely, I, I man, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'm definitely enjoying oh, yeah. this. It's hitting home. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it oh, hits yeah. home. Oh yeah. Um, so, you know, I wanted to ask this question, which, because I just felt like it was such a great segue, you know, you mentioned that Courtney really helps you because she's so gifted administratively. And so Courtney, I know that you have so many things that you're doing in just ministry with inside out. And I wanted to ask what kinds of recommendations you would make to a couple who serves in leadership outside of the home and maybe struggling to even maintain the biblical order that God speaks about in Ephesians 5. You know, Um, I I just I also want to know, how do you find the time to do everything you're doing and then support everything there? These are these are real questions, y'all. I'm coming with them. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. Our conversation will be back in just a moment. But for now, I'd like to invite you to take the Confidence Collaborations Quiz. The first step to walking freely in your calling and engaging in collaboration is to understand how your confidence connects to it. I want to know, are you the queen, the creative, or the conqueror? You can find all the details to this free two-minute quiz at livedooly.com slash quiz. Now, let's get back into our conversation. Yeah, so I'll take it one by one. So I'm going to start with how do I do all the things, right? <laughs> start there, and then maybe Calvin can jump on the other part. But um, for me, just like before coming on tonight, one thing that I had to do was I knew that I have some work to do but I also need to take care of my family. And so um, I went ahead. I didn't even know. I was like, I'm tired of eating chicken and fish. So <laughs> I want this exercise routine. My husband is in uh, faith-based fitness and, and all the things. And so I'm working out. And so I was like, I'm tired of all that, but I need to put on some food. So I said, okay, I'm going to do some beans, red beans and rice. We're from New Orleans. So we do red beans and rice. Okay. Um, and so I went and put those beans on and I was able to get a workout in. And so I was able to take care of my household. And my husband came home, he had a hot meal. He was able to eat those beans. Amen. It was so good. And I ate some too. And I liked it. it. I was was happy and, and it was delicious. (laughs) <laughs> yes. And, and so the thing is, he had just come back from speaking. Like he said earlier, he had, how many times did you speak today? Three 90 minute talks. Three 90 minute talks. And so my baby was coming home. He was going to need some food. Amen. 
And so I wanted to make sure that he was going to be well-fed. And so we just have to make sure that while we do all the things that we are still taking care of our king at home. So that's how I like to, he calls me his queen. I call him my king and uh, Christ is our king. Amen. Um, But he's my king on earth. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we just humble ourselves one to another. We help one another, um, you know, and just being able to like going back to the scripture in Ephesians five, just being able to respect and honor and love and cherish one another, you know, as we should, you know, just as Quint was saying earlier is that, you know, we submit one to another, we humble ourselves one to another. So um, we have found that that has worked just in amazing ways as we do marriage and as we do ministry. So, yeah, I mean, we're both called to leadership in different, different areas, you know, within our church and our community, there's different things that we know we both have, we're called to do. Uh, Sometimes that requires travel that requires different things. So we have to communicate, you know, we have to communicate that our kids are always very active in sports and things like that. And so getting this person that this kid here and that kid there and all those things. So we know we have to have good communication. So uh, no, literally no child is left behind. <laughs> you, wanna, you know, it's, it's so I think it's part of it, just respecting the fact that, you know, there's no ego. You got you've got your thing. I've got my thing. We have things together that we do as well. You know, we teach Sunday school. We uh, we minister to couples in different ways and all that. But then there's times where she has to go to this one. I have to go to that one in different places. And and that's just part of knowing, understanding the call of leadership. But balancing out, knowing that you don't have to say yes to everything. Right. When you, the more you do this, the more you become attractive to opportunity. So you have to start paying attention and saying, what do I say no to? What do I say yes to? Like we talked about before, what's, what's the timing of this, this, this opportunity? And some things aren't now. And so that's a communication that we have as far as, okay, no, I don't think that's, I think that's too much. I, I need you here like sometime or yeah, I, that one's better than this one because of this, this and we discuss that and figure out what's necessary and what's for this season this season mm-hmm. so good. Mm, that remind me of a book that i read um so obviously i'm in the military as well max duty um thank you for one of my speech. mentors actually gave me a book to read for his leadership and the book is called turn turn the ship around mm-hmm. and the book teaches leadership leader to leader um, for for leading in the job force, and just hearing y'all, I hear leader to leader. I don't hear leader to follower. Yes, because leader to leader is communication, babe. I'm doing this. Now we are to sit there and validate one another. That sounds great. That sounds amazing. Um, we can work that week and I take care of this portion. So it's a leader to leader mentality instead of that leader follow, because mm-hmm. sometimes we get into that mentality. And as we're a traditional family, we do believe the husband is the leader of the household. Like you said, that humility, we don't have that humility where we come humble and we want to say, OK, I am the leader. Yeah, you you supposed to follow me. No, you supposed to lead with me. That's right. And this me and this me checking myself on some stuff because sometimes you get in that strong man feel and you like, you supposed to follow me. You can't lead me. No, let's lead one another. Absolutely. Like Definitely. That. Absolutely. That's, that's amazing. Uh, and I think that lines up also thinking about upbringing, also being in the military. Being in the military itself, there's there's leadership look, looks different than it does in a marriage. So once again, it's leader over, lead, leading over, leading over other individuals. They may lead other people, but it's this you know, this, this, this ladder, you know, this hierarchy, this pyramid that goes down as far as leadership. And that doesn't work. It's not the same when it comes down to, 
to to marriage. You know, my dad was in the army, so there are certain ways that I would I would see what you know the way he taught me about leadership may not be the same way in a marriage. And so you have to go back to okay, what does the Bible say about this? You know, yes, man, I'm the head over my wife, but it's not like I'm over and down, you know, on top of her. There's a part where we're here, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, uh, I believe you guys have spoken to it because you mentioned the importance of humility and just looking to serve one another. But as my husband has already alluded to, and no one has to guess, we are both really strong personalities. <laughs> and so every now and then, we can get into a little bit of a competition. And I would love to know if you guys just have any advice in today's world about how to protect your home from competition. Okay. One thing I consider is also your, your background. You know, when I kind of alluded that to the second ago, I was a very short person. I was 4'7", 82 pounds as a freshman in high school. I had a mouthpiece. I can speak with a lot of death. I didn't come to Christ until I was 24. So I knew I can snap. I can talk about you, your mama, the, you know, anything and everything. So all I knew was win the argument in any situation. I came and I brought that into my marriage. Once we got married, if we got into an argument, all I knew is I'm supposed to win the argument. So I would go for the juggler. I would say mean things. I would say wrong things. You know, I would, do, I would talk about anything and everything to win the argument. And then the guy just convicted me like, you kill her, you're killing yourself because we're one flesh. You're committing suicide by your words to your wife because you're doing it to yourself in the same manner. And I had to realize this is not about winning the argument. It's about us coming to an, a, a level of understanding. So I had to recognize that in myself because all before we got married, that's all I knew is win the argument. You know, I didn't have wisdom in that area because that was just where I came from. So God had to quicken me and realize that that wasn't working <laughs> because even when I won, I lost. And so that was something I had to learn and recognize early on. So I think that's part of it is recognizing we, we come in with two different family dynamics and we, the ways that we were raised and we have to come and realize, okay, this wasn't, this is what I, lo- I know, but it wasn't, wasn't good. It wasn't serving me. Here's what I know that was good. And let's come together and let's get as much of the good together and start recognizing there's certain things that we need to be able to uh, nip out so that we can uh, dwell according to wisdom. Mm-hmm. And also we're one, right? We don't have to compete against each other. Um, we're one. I, I help him. He helps me. Um, but then the other part is I, I would speak on a competition as it relates to um, even what we see in the world. We live in a very social media climate and we see like other marriages that looks like they're just doing great. And it's just awesome. And they're traveling here and there and they're doing all these things. And what that can do is we, we see that and then we bring that home. And we bring that into our, you know, into our arguments and our conversations like, well, you don't ever take me anywhere or you don't do this. And I saw this one doing that. And he's like, where are you getting this from? You know, because we're, we're watching stuff online. We're seeing all kinds of things. And so Hollywood, just, Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah, we just have to be careful. Yeah, the Hallmark, you know, I love the Hallmark movies. Um, and like, you don't kid. Why you don't kiss me like that? Why you don't have the horse? You know, all this kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah, I ain't riding you know? the horse to come bring you flowers. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> You know, and he's like, this is not Hollywood and it's not Hallmark. But um, but, you know, we don't have to compare ourselves even to other marriages. We just have to be who God wants us to be in our own and be comfortable even in our lane in our marriages, even against one another and just what everybody else is doing out there. So um, we like to keep it light, but we do date nights. And um, what else do we do? We love movies. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, things like that. That's one of our favorite pastime date. Yeah. But I, and I don't, I don't mind her making a whole lot of money, like way more than me. I'm okay with that. I, I you know, was I, that ever a problem, honey? I'm just saying. I know. I'm just saying is that, like, you know, sometimes like, oh, competition about income or things like that. Like, yeah. I'm like, baby, go get it. I'm good. Yeah. I, you know, I will stay home and, and be a, a trophy husband. No, I, I'm not built that way. But both of us, like I said, it's not a, it's, it's not a thing about ego about your opportunity versus my mm-hmm. opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. That's 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 really good. What you think? Ah. Uh. I'm just loving this whole conversation. It's everything that I knew it would be. <laughs> well, I don't have any other questions or anything. Is there anything that you wanted to ask that came to mind during the conversation? I did want to bring up one question, just because I see the world bringing this question up. Um, and I, it don't sit well with me. And just because of young men, you got a lot of, like I said earlier, you have a lot of men teaching things um, and not just men, young ladies and everything, teaching stuff that doesn't set well with the church. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions that you, you, you have a lot of people bringing up now in the social media world and asking young ladies, what do you bring to the table? Mm-hmm. And the question that I would have for those, those men that bring that, what are you leading her to? Mm. And the question that I, I want to ask y'all is, what do y'all think about that question as well? Because a lot of people are asking questions of what people bring to the table with nobody leading nobody to the one that truly matters. And that's God. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'll say my my job or my my role is to help her do all the things that God has called her to do that she can leave this earth on empty, exhaust every gift, exhaust every talent, every opportunity that's for her that God has in store. If fear comes in, the enemy comes in with distractions and things like that, I'm supposed to protect her, being a strong tower. So there are certain things I'm going to lead her by my example, first and foremost, you know, what I lead my family and my, my wife and my kids. But at the same time, my leadership is I need to be able to speak into her gifts. You know, I'm, I'm her chief encourager. I'm, a, I'm her chief, chief person that's behind her, like, no, baby, you can do this, this, and that. Whatever it is, no, you can do that. Uh, let's do it. Come on. You, you, know, you know, the push. The coach, the coach comes out as well. You know, so there's a part of that that happens. So for me, it's where is it if the enemy's coming in, I'm supposed to be on guard. I'm supposed to be on guard to be able to see the enemy coming against my wife. Say stop that. That's trying to stop and thwart her, her plans to take care of business, kingdom business. So I need to be in a position that, 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 pushes her towards those particular things itself, provides time, space, energy, whatever is necessary, financial resources, whatever it may be, to allow her to do those particular things so, so that she can be pleasing in, a, in the sight of God. Yeah, he does that really well. He really does help me to, when we, I call it my ministry habits, all, all the things. Like he really does support me big time. But I think even I would add to that is, I think if if any of these young people are going to get into any type of marriage, you know, if they're going to marry, want to marry, they need to really read up on it and study it, like pull up Google articles and, you know, go to premarital, you know, counseling and things like that before you do that, because marriage is, is tough. You know, marriage is not easy. People think it's like this um, flower bed of ease. And it's just like, oh my gosh, it's like this romance, like Hollywood Hallmark, right? And uh, it's a lot of ups and downs. And I think that um, what we bring, what they bring to the table is, is find out as a wife, what would a kingdom, a godly wife bring to the marriage? 
right? Change that mindset to what would a kingdom wife, right? There's a book called Kingdom Woman and Kingdom Men. Like, what would that be? Kingdom marriage. And the same thing for the husband is to start looking at what, what do I need to be for my family, for my wife, you know, in the household and reading up books on that and watching videos and listening to things like we're talking about tonight is really finding out what it would take for you. So if you are going to bring anything to the table, bring that leadership, bring that love, bring that, that love that you have for God first and then your family second, you know, um, being able to come together to do the will of God. So those are the types of things that I would suggest is that the answer, the kingdom answer would be, is really find out what a kingdom marriage looks like before mm-hmm. you even enter into that. Yeah. I mean, just to add to that as a caveat, also what I need her to bring is where I lack. Yeah. I need to bring and see my, see my weaknesses, see my blind spots so that you know, as I need you to help pursue and push me to do what I'm called to do too as well. You know, as, as being the neck to the head, being the support to the head. And, and that's many ways for her. Like, like I said before, I, I'm visionary. She's gifted to be an, an administrator. That's exactly what I needed, the combination. We both visionaries, ain't nobody doing nothing. We just got a lot of ideas and got a bunch of vision boards and got a bunch of post-it notes all over the place. And one day, and nothing ain't happening. You know, and she, like she always says, nothing, what is it, what's work? Nothing happens until you start moving. Yeah, nothing happens until you start moving. So what's the first move? What's that motion? And that's what she's gifted at doing. So we compliment one another. I was created to be his helpmate. So that's what I do. So good. That's that's real good. good. So young folks, if y'all see this, I need y'all to hear. Learn the kingdom way. Don't listen to everybody out here in the world trying to tell you what marriage is supposed to look like. It's the kingdom way. People who are going to give you wisdom and who's going to lead you to the kingdom so that you can push each other forward. We ain't supposed to suppress one another. We're supposed to uplift each other. Amen. When I say y'all gave an amazing now, so that was amazing. That's what I wanted to hear because everybody's speaking in speaking into something that belongs to God. Mm-hmm. The world do it, but it don't belong to them. It belongs to him. That's right. And, and we need that wisdom that y'all just given. That's amazing. Thank Amen. you. This is the best kept secret. And so we have a few quick questions for you. We want you to let us in on some secrets. They're not really ever secrets, <laughs> <laughs> but I like to pretend oh. they are. <laughs> so the first one is what do you guys do to just help you remember to slow down? Are there any things that you surround yourself with? Are there any practices that you do just to help yourselves remember to slow down in this fast paced culture today? Well, Obviously, our, our kids are older now, and our oldest will be 24 next month, and our daughter's 18. But when they were younger, Friday was family night. You know, we dedicated Friday, like, we, we ain't doing no ministry. We're not doing other things. You know, church, you do what y'all want to do. We, we do a family night. So dedicating time for that. Dedicating time for, for uh, dates. You know, whatever it may be that we say we're going to have the date nights. going to you know, keep the things fresh. So keeping those things in, in place, I think, are some of the things you, you have to put as priorities in recognizing, you know, each other's love languages. What do we like? Minister to those particular needs too as well. Yes. And, you know, just get away for the weekend. I love that. Get away, you know, because we do so much. Sometimes when we have a really, really big task, we will go away for a weekend after that. Like we'll grind and we'll do everything we got to do. And then it's like, we're going to get away. Like we're actually uh, planning one for us is what is it? It's a beach trip. Oh yeah, yeah. To get away and just just 
go walk on the beach and just stay in a, a nice condo and just to relax and get away from all of the work before we go into the fall. And so, yeah, so that's what we do. And we love movies because it's a way to just unwind, to just relax, pop some popcorn, just sit on the sofa and just enjoy a movie together. So I just really, really encourage you know, couples to just let go of the work, let mm. go of the day and just rest, rest together. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. Who would you consider to be your ministry mentors, either up close or someone that's further away that writes books or speaks? I'm really close to our past and his wife. You know, we actually fellowship with them pretty, a good bit too as well. For me, outside is uh, Myron Golden, a uh, guy out of, in at, at Florida who is a very, he's a businessman. He's been a pastor. He's been a lot of different things, but he teaches everything with biblical principles. Unashamedly, I mean, he just goes in. So I I love him. Dr. Miles Monroe has been a big influence on me too as well. You know, I I had some of his stuff and read some of his stuff and was familiar before he passed, but, you know, after he passed in the plane crash in 2014, you know, it's like, another awareness, like his legacy was what really fed me so much more. A lot of his books, a lot of his materials, because for me, I, I help guys a lot with their, their vision, their identity and their purpose. And that's a lot of what Dr. Moreau would, would speak about. And, you know, the entrepreneurship side of him too, as well, really speaks to me as a business owner. Yeah. For me, I'd have to say mentor wise, I did have a mentor. I don't have a mentor right now, but I did have a mentor that what I wanted in, a, in someone from church in our church was someone that was not too old and not too young. I wanted someone who was a mother and a wife so that I could learn from her as a, as a Christian woman and a Christian mom and wife. And we, she was my mentor for probably about 10 years. And it was really beneficial for me. I got to see her do life and do ministry and, you know, serve and do all of the things and take care of her family. And it really, really helped me in my own household. And then after that, I was able to get out of the nest and fly. And so I've been flying and that's what a good mentor will do for you. Like they will help you. You'll watch them. You'll see them. They'll teach you. They'll train you. And then after that, like the Titus two women, right? That's for me as women anyway. And, and then after that, I was on my own and I was able to fly and now I mentor other women. And so that's what I would say. So I read a lot of books and I watch a lot of videos and I have accountability partners and they help me, you know, in my weekly journey and doing all of the things. All the things and she's doing them well. They both are. So (laughs) can you guys tell us where everybody can find you? Tell us, you know, are you offering couples counseling? What are you doing? (laughs) But where can we, where can we get connected to both of your individual ministries. Yeah. Well, we do serve in our church, which is it's called Reengage and Reengage anyone can do the program. It's a worldwide thing. And so if you look up reengage.com or .org, you can mm-hmm. get all the teaching series and things like that. It's a very beneficial ministry, but we also are the leaders in our church with marriage ministry. We're one of them and we love that. And then, but also if you can connect with me, we don't have our joint ministries. We do a lot of things. He does men and I do women ministry. And so mine is CourtneyRichard.com and Calvin is well, on on Instagram, it's Calvin Gohard Richard, just like it's spelled Gohard. Calvin Gohard Richard is on Instagram. I'm on Facebook as well. I have a, a, a private group for men, men of faith who are ambitious, legacy driven men that are called to do amazing things, impact driven guys. There's a free Facebook group for Lionheart with that too as well. So those are 
two biggest biggest areas for, for both of us. We both were go- about to rebuild YouTube and, and really build those back out. We've had them. Yes. We didn't do a lot in there. So that's something that we're, we're both planning on relaunching. Beautiful. Well, we'll make sure we tag all of the things. We definitely want to ask if y'all will close us out in prayer, but did you want to say anything to our guests as we prepare to close here? I, I appreciate y'all coming to Bless My Wife platform. The best kept secret is the thing that she do. She's been working on it for a while now. It's coming together. It's blooming. Uh, yes. Awesome. I really pre- appreciate y'all coming on and bless, blessing us in our marriage so we can learn and continue mm-hmm. to grow because Lord knows it's a daily journey and you got to have people that you're speaking with that's going to give you wisdom and show you care, not just caring, just listening to you, but caring, telling you something that you may not want to hear, but something that's going to change you and make you better. Yes. Absolutely. So good. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, we are honored to be on the show. We're so grateful for this opportunity to share. And so we we actually got some nuggets from y'all too. So thank you very much. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So sweet. So special. Will y'all pray us out? Sure. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you thanking you for this time for us to fellowship, to, to just grow a friendship. And Lord, that you would just allow these words, this message to go forth and bless those who are, are married, may be struggling, may need strength. Those who are, are coming to embark upon marriage itself, that you're guided and leading by your spirit, that these, these words will not fall on, on shallow ground. It, it would go and, and go forth and bring forth good fruit in the lives of other people. Thank you for this ministry, the be- best kept secret that you continue to bless our sister, that you would just give her the abundant overflow in all the areas that you called her to, Lord, as well as my brother, that you would just bless his, his barbecue business that he's, he's, he's birthing right now, that you be with them both, that they'll be on one accord and they'll be re- they'll be able to recognize the enemy when he comes in and tries to put them against one another, that they'll dwell according to wisdom, dwell according to knowledge, and they will do amazing things for the kingdom of God as you see fit. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And amen. That just blessed my soul. And I pray that you can say the same after this conversation. If that's the case, would you be so kind as to head over to Apple Podcasts or Audible and leave a rating and review? It would truly support this podcast and let the guests know that you value their time. I know I do. Now, in between our time here on the podcast, I do want to let you know that I am at Candid Live on Instagram and at Live Duly on YouTube. It would be an honor to do life with you. I look forward to the next time. Love you.